you turn over to Luke while you're there. Um, I want to start by recapping last week, right, because we're, we're working on this series here entitled Worth, and last week we asked a couple questions. What do you value? What do you value? And another question that kind of helped us answer that was, what are you invested in? Right? And, and we looked at several different areas that we can invest ourselves. And we looked at the story that Jesus told. It was about a guy that was very wealthy. And he spent his entire life investing in the wrong things. Investing in wealth. Investing in success. Investing in comfort. And one night, it was all taken away. And he came face to face with God. And he ended up looking like a fool because he valued the wrong things. He spent his entire life investing in the wrong things. It wasn't rich toward God. And we talked about how oftentimes the things that we value the most, the things that we invest in, are oftentimes things that we are trying to find our personal value in. Whether it's a relationship, we can spend our entire lives consumed with a relationship with someone, and so many times that's because we are trying to feel our self-value. Or maybe it's success, or recognition, or respect. Oftentimes those are the things that we try to find our value in. But our value is not found in any of those things. Our value is found in God. Amen? And we looked in Luke 12, Jesus says, you know, are not, in verse 6, are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Do not be afraid. You are worth more than many spirits. And Jesus here talking how birds are basically worthless. You can get five of them for a couple pennies. But God hasn't even forgotten the thing. And if God cares about birds, he cares about the number of hairs on your head, how much more does he care about you? Our value, our worth, isn't found in all this stuff. It's found in our relationship with God. Amen? Amen. And today, we're going to look at another story in Luke. And Jesus, he has this interaction with a different guy. Now, similarly, this guy was also very wealthy. But the difference is, this guy did value his relationship with God. And I think today what we'll look at is a story that many of us in this room can relate to. And this guy, at the end of the day, he came right face to face with the decision he had to make. Do I value the things of this world more or my relationship with God more? And that's a that we will all have to face. Turn over to Luke chapter 8. Father, thank you so much for bringing us here again this morning. God, open our hearts to your word. I pray that each and every one of us can be encouraged and inspired and challenged by something from your word. God, we love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Luke 18. We're going to start in verse 18. As a certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then, come follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. And another eye-opening story here. And a story that a lot of us can relate to. You know, this guy was wealthy, like the guy we looked at last week. However, this guy spent his entire life obeying the commandments. So this was not a guy that spent his entire life chasing after wealth and ignoring God. Kind of the opposite. This guy was wealthy, but he spent his entire life obeying God. But something was off here. And I think it's so interesting that a guy that was as religious as this guy still felt the need to search, to search out Jesus and ask him what he was missing. Something was off. And that, guys, that's really interesting because you would think if you spent your entire life obeying all the commandments, why would you still feel this something's off? Maybe that's where you're at this morning. Maybe you've grown up very religious, checking off all the religious boxes. Yeah. Did that, did that, don't do that, don't do that. But in the back of your head, when the head hits the pillow at night, you know something's still missing. Something's still off. And that's where this guy was. And you know, Jesus... He had, he still has through his word, has this incredible ability to just look straight through somebody's soul, right? And find that one thing. And so, you know, Jesus had a conversation with this guy. Jesus, what do I need to do? What am I missing here? What do I need to do to inherit? Well, don't commit adultery. Oh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't do that. Okay? Um, don't murder. Obviously. Okay, I'm not murdering, okay? Um, do you steal? Do you thief? No, I'm not thief. Do you lie? Are you a liar? Are you lying about not stealing? <laughs> I'm not a liar. Okay? Do you respect, do you honor your father and mother? You say, yeah. I mean, all these commandments I've kept. Ah, I know what it is. Found it right there. Go sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me. Jesus just has that ability. God's word, Jesus' words, has that ability to look into your heart and find that one thing, one thing you still lack. And it turns out, he couldn't give it up. That was his one thing. 
an issue with this guy was not that he was rich. The moral of the story is if you're rich, you can't go to heaven. That's not the moral of the story here. This guy didn't have a wealth issue. This guy had a lordship issue. The problem wasn't that he had wealth. The problem was that his material wealth was worth more to him than eternity in God's kingdom. That was this guy's issue. And so when Jesus looked into his heart and said, I got it. You're not going to like it, but I got it. You really, you know what's missing? You really want to inherit eternal life? Go sell everything you have. Give it to the poor. Come follow me and just trust that you'll have treasure in heaven. The guy was faced with a decision. He walked away. Guys, one of the one of the morals of this story is that there is more to following Jesus than just checking off all the religious boxes. There is more to following Jesus than just going to church. Check. Read my Bible. Check. Give it my contribution. Check. 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 That was this guy. Jesus, all those commandments I've done since I was a boy. I grew up obeying the commandments. I memorized all the commandments. My parents took me to, you know, synagogue, every, you know, all this stuff. I've grown up. And that's, that's a lot of us in this room. We've grown up going through the motions of religion and Christianity. Check, check, check. But checking off those boxes does not equate being a follower of Jesus. Yep. And that's what Jesus went after with this guy. Said, man, that's great. You go to church, amen. You don't kill people, awesome. Right? You're not going to commit adultery, yes. Right? Go give up everything you have and come follow me. Guys, it turns out this guy just wanted to obey all the stuff that came easy and natural to him. Right? I don't think most of us. To just go around killing people, right? I would say that's relatively an easier thing to obey, right? I don't think any person in here desires to have an affair. That right? That's one of those one that that's just a no-brainer. Don't go steal. Okay. Maybe every once in a while in your life you may have, but for the most part, I would say, okay, we can get behind that one fairly easily. Respect your parents. Okay, may not come supernatural when I'm younger, but for the most part, I get that one. I'm Jesus, amen. But when it comes down to giving up everything you have to follow Jesus, that's when stuff gets a little tricky. Following Jesus will interfere with your life. You cannot just be a Christian and go about checking off the boxes, following all the commands that come really easily, but the stuff that messes up your life, eh. I'll, I'll do this stuff. I like the don't murder, don't you know, cheat on your wife, don't lie, don't steal. I like that stuff. Give up everything I have seems a little unreasonable. Jesus. Following Jesus will interfere with your life. 
It will interfere with your dreams. It will interfere with your plans. It will interfere with your career, with your sports. It will interfere with your family relationships, your relaxation, your comfort, your security, your free time, and your finances. Following Jesus will absolutely interfere with your life. If this guy didn't like it. The issue is usually lordship. It always comes down to who's in charge. At the end of the day, who's calling the shots? You or Jesus? Here's the harsh reality, guys. Not everyone who claims to be a Christian, not everyone that's a religious person is going to be. When you look at Matthew chapter 7, it's not a fun reality. It is reality. Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. <coughs> Many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. Guys, saying Jesus is Lord does not make true. Right? This is only worth so much. It always comes down to Lordship. And when it comes to entering the kingdom of God and following Jesus, the price of admission is everything you have. That's not an easy pill to swallow, right? Because I think a lot of us, we're more similar to this guy than we like to admit. I like, I like enough Jesus to get my parents off my back, to get the guilt away, you know, and to help me have kind of a, a nice life. People are nice. I like coming here to, you know, free coffee at Sunrose last week. I like, you know, I like it. It makes me, it makes me feel good. Right? That's a lot of us. It makes me feel good. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go sell everything and give it to the poor? Uh, that, you know, whoa. Following Jesus will interfere with your life. And the price of admission is everything. Look at Luke 9. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple, must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit their very self? In Luke 14, verse 33, Jesus says, In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciple. This isn't me. This isn't my standards. This isn't the standards of our church. Well, this church is This is straight from the mouth of Jesus. If you don't give up everything, you can't. It's not possible. 
for you to be my disciple. There's no loophole. There's no wiggle room way around it. You cannot. If Jesus was in here this morning, if you this week spent some time with Jesus and he looked into your heart and he found that one thing, ah, I got it. One thing you lack. Go get that up and come follow. What would that one thing be? What would that one thing in your life be that you would have the hardest time giving up? Well, I don't think Jesus would ask me to give this up. No, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't try to, you know. What would be the hardest thing in your life to give up in order to follow Jesus? You've got to be aware of those things, guys. And then you've got to ask yourself the question, what do I value more? That thing or following Jesus? Eternity with God. What is more worth it? It's a great illustration here. I love doing this. I do it probably once a year, right? We've got the uh, a little rope here, right? And let's just say, let's say this represents life here on earth. And let's say all this represents eternity. Right? When you look at it like this, you're in college right now, right? Like here. Which one's more valuable? Right, because the scriptures are really clear. What we do in this part is going to determine where you spend all this. Right. Is the girl really worth it? Best case scenario, you marry her, you know, most likely, you know, lasts about three months. Right? Like you're gonna meet that girl you're in love with? The likelihood? I don't know. Is it worth it? That career? Is it worth it? All this? That party? I don't even know where that would go on here. Is it worth it? Right? <laughs> Comfortable retirement? Is it worth it? And Jesus addresses this. Jesus addresses this in, in, in Luke 18, verse 29. He says, truly I tell you, Jesus said to them, no one who has left home or wife or brother, or sister, or parents, or children, for the sake of the kingdom of God, will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come, eternal life. Jesus is saying, guys, it's worth it. Trust me. It is worth it. It's not, hey, give up everything and live a miserable life here on earth, and then just Hold your breath until you get to heaven and suffer, okay? And then it'll all be worth it. No, he's saying give up everything and it will be better here in this life and in the next life. Yeah. Your marriage will be better here, right? You will have more peace 
here, God, more fulfillment here, more happiness here, and, oh, by the way, eternity in heaven. Amen. It's worth it, guys. Why would we not give it up to follow Jesus? Why not? Because this guy, at some point, is going to have to answer that question. Why? Why did you choose that over following Jesus? It's not just that I'm going to ignore it right now and I'll just deal with it later. No, 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 no. At some point, you're going to have to come face to face with that decision. Why did you choose this? Was it worth it? Was this worth all of that? So that's what you gave yeah. us. God, it is worth it. We are all going to come face to face with a decision like that. A lot of us already have. Are you going to hold on to this or are you going to follow me? A lot of us have already decided to give up everything to follow Jesus. And we're going to have to make that decision again. Wow. And again. And again. And again. And then you're going to make it. You're going to go a couple years. Something else is going to come. You're going to have to make it again. Some of you are facing that decision right now. Yep. What am I going to do? What am I going to choose? What am I going to decide? What is more worth it? I want to encourage us in here. It is Whatever you can think of that might hold you back from following Jesus with everything you've got, it is not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it in this life, and it sure isn't worth it in the next. You know, as we close out here, turn over to Mark chapter 10. I want to read the same story, but it's told from Mark's point of view rather than Luke's point of view. Hmm. Really interesting here. <laughs> because, guys, Jesus has asked us to give up everything, right? That's the standard. That's the price of admission. Everything. Right. Right. But none of us have had to give up as much as Jesus had to give up. Right. Right. So he's definitely not asking us to give up even close to what he did. Right. Right. And there's something really interesting as we as we prepare our hearts here for communion in Mark chapter 10, and we're going to start in verse 17. It says, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him, fell on his knees. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. This is a really powerful sentence right here. Mm -hmm. What's so powerful about it is even this guy. When Jesus looked at this guy, this guy that was about to, in front of his face, choose material wealth over him. That's what this guy's about to do. Jesus didn't look at him with disappointment, with frustration, with bitterness, with resentment. When he looked at this guy, he loved him. 
Even this guy. And that's what's so powerful about the cross. Jesus gave up everything, even for this guy that turned his back and chose money and comfort and success over Jesus. Even that guy, Jesus died for. Even that guy, Jesus loved. And I think we've got to hold on to that, guys, even when we're at our worst. Even if maybe you're wrestling right now, maybe, maybe the reality is the last little bit, you have chosen something else over following Jesus. Frustrated at you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he looks at you and he still loves you. Yeah. And even you, at your worst, Jesus is willing to go to the cross for you. Yeah. Even this guy. Yeah. So as we take communion, guys, this is this is what I want us to focus on. To Jesus, you were worth everything. You were worth everything he had. How much is Jesus worth to you? Because we'll have to make that decision. Amen? Let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you so much for how much you love us. God, thank you. It, it means so much that we are worth all that to you. God, you gave up everything for us. And I'm sorry when we choose other things over you, when we choose comfort, when we choose a relationship, when we choose pleasure, when we choose whatever. I'm sorry. And uh, I'm very, very grateful for your sacrifice and that you gave up everything for us. God, I pray that we can see the true value in following you in this life and in the next. God, that we wouldn't let anything prevent us from following you. That we would realize, that you would open our eyes to the fact that everything this world has to offer isn't worth it. And God, that each and every one of us in here would have the hearts to give up whatever it is and come follow you. And not with an attitude or as an obligation, but God, with an excitement because we know it's worth it. Yeah. It's so much more. It's a hundred times more worth it in this life and in the next. And God, just thank you for being patient with us and giving us the opportunity. We love you. Once again, thank you for your sacrifice, the fact that you gave up everything. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.